Peter Hill Explains, where I invite you to join the science teaching conversation with me about... Okay, we're on to episode four of a Wikipedia reading of Lyme disease. This is a tick-borne bacteria, which, <coughs> when the tick stays on you for a fair time, uh, goes from the gut into saliva, into you, lives in the saliva for a while. The saliva's got immune depressants. Uh, and sufficient for it to evolve and outsmart your immune system and take over your entire body, causing, uh, in some cases, um, arthritic conditions. It looks like arthritis. And if you are lucky enough to be German, they'll be able to check you out, check for antibodies, and treat you. Now, the likely causes uh, could well be um, the cat. Cat could have brought the, t- the tick in from outdoors. It's hard to know what what could have, how things could have happened uh, in that in that direction. Uh, we find out that uh, Australia does not, being in the southern hemisphere, does not have Lyme disease, but it does have something called the paralysis tick, which sounds equally um, bad. Uh, but the paralysis tick can uh, cause anaphylaxis if it's alive and it's pulled out. So. If it is a, a tick, us Aussies have found a way of dousing it with liquid nitrogen. Uh, I would have said petrol. It's something that's got to kill it right out. There's this wart cream, which is this uh, basically freon in a tube. And it sprays the expansion, cools and freezes down for getting rid of warts. So that's in most chemists. So you just go up, pay, I think, seven bucks for this little cast to spray it on the on the person hopefully the dick's not in the back of their eye or something like that um dental floss or fishing line dental floss is the sort of the preference depends of a certain generation of australians will have dental floss with them all the time for say if they want to mark out a camping site or uh, say you're near a you've you're out of tent and the bog holes a distance away you'll roll out the dental floss so it, in the middle of the night, uh, when it's really dark, uh, you just grab onto the dental floss and it takes you to the bog hole, takes you back again, stuff like that. So we're going back. Um, now it says, this, after we've covered the Aussies, how the Aussies get rid of ticks, I don't know how this got, got in. Um, uh, the Australasian Society for Clinical Immunology and Allergy. Uh, okay. Now, uh, preventative antibiotics. The risk of infectious transmission increases with the duration of tick attachment. It requires between 36 and 40 hours of attachment for the bacteria that causes Lyme to travel from within the tick into its saliva. Can you imagine what that that is doing? If a deer tick uh, that is sufficiently likely to be carrying Borrelia is found attached to a person and removed, and the tick has been attached for 36 hours or is engorged, a single dose of dioxycycline that is administered. Now, I'm just really trying to think. I think here's my, my wife and family coming back. But now, there is this... Um, of Frank... Frank... Psychosis. I'll have to work out what that is. I have to remember that. And I'll say hello when they come back in. Starting up this podcast again... Um, uh, <coughs> Uh, so it's a, a tear, tear dick. It's a tear dick. <laughs> a deer tick. <laughs> a deer tick um, bites you. They recommend it. 
However, um, it's not recommended for all people because it says that only 1 in 50 people would be helped um, if treated this way. Okay, garden landscaping. Several landscaping practices may reduce the risk of tick bites in residential yards. The lawn should be kept mowed, leaf litter, weeds removed, ground cover avoided. I like, um, oh, I had a fantastic word for, car. is it casting? From what the, uh, the word for tick, tick, um, where they, there you go, it's a, it's a special word they have for when ticks are on the move. Um, is that cast? I find it's, it's not perhaps perhaps correct. Yeah, the petroleum jelly idea is not not the best way. I just got reading back up. Sun uh, exposed safe zones of nine feet from a barrier should also be sprayed. Um, should uh, uh, including patios, playgrounds, gardening materials such as woods, uh, concrete bricks, and travels. Um, okay, outdoor workers are at risk of Lyme disease if they work in sites with infected ticks. This includes construction, landscaping, forestry, bush clearing, slant surveying, farming, railway work, oil field work, utility land work, park, wildlife management. U.S. workers in the northeast and central states are at risk of exposure to infected ticks. Ticks may also commit other work tick-borne diseases um, to workers in these and other regions of the country. Work sites with woods, bushes, high grass, leaf litter are likely to have more ticks. Outdoor workers should be most careful to protect themselves in late spring and summer when young ticks are most active. What is it? Oh, gee, that, it really hurts my head. The, the term for ticks on the prowl, ready to jump. Lyme and other tick-borne diseases um, can sometimes be reduced by greatly reducing the deer population on which the adult ticks depend for feeding and reproduction. Lyme disease cases fell following deer eradication on the island of Mohan, Maine. The following deer control in Munford Cove, Connecticut. It's worth noting that eliminating deers may lead to a temporary increase in tick density. That's, that's interesting. So this is why you needed a, an eight foot high fence to keep the, um, t the deer out. For example, the US reducing the deer populations to levels of eight to ten per square mile from the current levels of 60 or more deers per swim. What? The country is with the highest Lyme disease rates. and reduce tick numbers and reduce the spread of Lyme disease and other tick-borne diseases. However, such drastic reduction may be very difficult to implement in many areas. You'd think in the United States there'd just be enough gunfire going in the United States all the time that any deer in the United States would be shot accidentally. However, um, uh, and low to moderate density of deers or other large mammals hosts may continue to feed sufficient adult ticks to maintain larval densities at high levels. Routine veterinary control of ticks of domestic animals including livestock by use of um, acarides to contribute to reducing exposure to human ticks uh, and essentially the cat should have an anti-tick flea collar I suppose. In Europe, known reservoirs of Borrela fungi were nine small mammals, seven medium-sized mammals, and 16 species of birds, including passionaries, seabirds, and pheasants. So you could have had some fried chicken. These animals seem to transmit spirochetes to ticks, and thus, oh, so this is the, the little things, participate in the natural circulation of bee fungi to fairy. 
The house mouse is also suspected, especially the white-footed house mouse, uh, as well as other species of small rodents, particularly Eastern Europe and Russia. Quote, the reservoir species that contain the most pathogens are the European roe deer, the capus capus. Quote, it does not appear to serve as a major reservoir for B. Jackson et al. Incompetent host for B. Pangrelli and TBE virus, but it is important for feeding the ticks. So it is interesting that so your deers are not your tick, aren't full of the hosts, it's that other things. And it's that thing that, that it goes up as a nymph has a feed, goes around and then waits for the second feed. Um, the red deer and wild boars, in which one Rickettsia and three Borealis species have been identified. The high risk of cross infection in roe deer. Uh, nevertheless, in the 2000s, in roe deer in Europe, quote, two species of Rickettsia and two species of Borella were identified. Well, that's very important. I wish I could remember the name of what the ticks do when they climb up, ready to jump. Vaccination. Recombinant vaccine against Lyme disease based on other surface proteins A, OPSA, B, Pungvary, was developed by SmithKline Beecham. In clinical trials involving more than 10,000 people, the vaccine called Lyme Tricks was found to confer protective immunity um, to Borella in 76% of adults and 100% of children with only mild to moderate transient adverse effect. Lyontrix was approved on the basis of these trials by the Food and Drug Administration on the 21st of December 1998. Well, basically, following the approval vaccine, its entry into clinical practice was slow for a variety of reasons, including its cost, which often was not reimbursed by insurance companies. Subsequently, hundreds of vaccine recipients reported they had developed autoimmune side <laughs> effects. Supported by some advocacy groups, a number of class action lawsuits filed against Glaxo client Smith Klein, alleging the vaccine had caused the health problems. These claims were investigated by the FDA and Centers for Disease Control, which found no connection between the vaccine and autoimmune complaints. God, what a nightmare. Despite the lack of evidence that the complaints were caused by the vaccine, sales plummeted and Limetrix was withdrawn from the US market by GlaxoSmithKline in February 2002. In the setting of negative media co uh, coverage of fears of vaccine side effects, the fate of Lantrix was described in the medical literature as a cautionary tale, and the editorial in Nature cited the withdrawal of Lantrix as an instance in which unfounded public fears placed pressures on vaccine developers to go beyond reasonable safety considerations. The original developer of the OSPA vaccine at the Max Planck Institute told Nature, quote, This just shows how irrational the world can be. There's no scientific justification for the first OPX vaccine, Lyprex, being pulled. Yeah, poor scientists. Isn't that crazy? So there's, there's people suffering from Lyme disease, and those people make them irrational. It's sort of like that, um, that um, toxoplasmosa, uh, which gets in your head and makes you more irrational. It's amazing that perhaps there will be a disease which makes you hate vaccines. <laughs> Could be. Vaccines have been formulated and approved for the prevention of Lyme disease in dogs. Currently, three Lyme disease vaccines are available. Lymevax, formulated by Fort Dodge Laboratories, contains intact dead spirochetes, 
which expose the host to the organism. Galaxy Lime uh, interferes scythian plows, vaccine, tacrets, proteins, OSPC and OSPCA. In OSPC, antibodies kill any bacteria that have not been killed by OSPCA antibodies. Canine recombinant lime formulated by Miro uh, generates antibodies uh, to the OPCA protein, so the tick feeding on the vaccinated dogs draws blood full of anti-OPSA bodies, which kills the swarovski tick and ticks gut before they're transmitted to the dog. Oh, that's just so gorgeous. Wouldn't that be that system most gorgeous? That's the most sexy thing I've seen. Perhaps you do the cat as well. Um, the Germans, could they do that to the cat? A hexavalent OPSA protein subunit based on vaccine candidate VLA15 was granted first track designation in the US Food and Drug Administration 2017, which allows further study. What I really like to do this is that um, that sh that yeah uh, that the immune system is incredibly complex so I wanted to show my class about the immune system and I showed a flow diagram the flow diagram if you can imagine small writing would fill the entire whiteboard I showed it to them it's just the most complex things of interaction it's a real Heath Robinson um, uh, Ruby it's a Ruby Goldberg machine of these complicated things going in all directions treatment antibiotics are the primary treatment the specific approach to their use is dependent on the individual affected and the stage of the disease for most people, early localised infection, oral administration of dioxycycline is widely recommended as a first choice. It is effective not against only borrelia bacteria, but also a variety of other illnesses carried by ticks. People taking dioxycycline should avoid sun exposure because of the higher risk of sunburns, which I sort of found for our kids. Dioxycycline is uh, contradicted in children younger than 8 years of age and women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Alternative to Oxycycline, uh, amoxicillin, uh, amoxicillin, which is the sort of standard, cefroxin acetyl, and azithmycin. Azithmycin is recommended only in the case of intolerance to other antibiotics. The standard treatment of cellulitis, ceflexin, is not useful for Lyme disease. When it's unclear if the rash is caused by Lyme disease or cellulitis, the RDCA recommends treatments of cefroxin or Amoxicillin's calvinic acid, as these are effective against both infections. Individuals with early disseminate or late Lyme infections may have symptomatic heart disease, cardiac disease, Lyme arthritis, which poor bastard, or neurological symptoms such as facial palsy, radiculopathy, meningitis, peripheral neuropathy. Intravenous administration of a cetri Rifixin is recommended as the first choice in these cases. Cefotaxime and diocycline are available as alternatives. The treatment regimes last from one to four weeks. Four weeks for this poor German. Uh, neurologic complications of Lyme disease may be treated with cycloxine 
as it can be taken by mouth at a lower cost. Although North America evidence of escapism is used only indirect. In the case of failure, guidelines recommend treatment with injectable citrophexone. Several months after treatment for Lyme arthritis, if joint swelling persists and returns, a second round of antibiotics may be considered. Intravenous antibiotics are preferred for retreatment in the case of poor response to oral antibiotics. Outside of that, a prolonged antibiotic regime lasting more than 28 days is not recommended as no evidence shows it to be effective. RGM and RGA antibodies may be elevated for years after successful treatment with antibiotics, as antibiotic levels are not indicative of treatment test. Testing of them is not recommended. Facial palsy may resolve without treatment. However, antibiotic treatment is recommended to stop other lying complications. Corticosteroids are not recommended when facial palsy is caused by Lyme disease. In those with facial palsy, frequent use of artificial tears while awake is recommended, along with ointment and a patch or taping the eye closed when sleeping. Poor thing. Oh, shit. About a third of people with Lyme carditis need temporary pacemakers until their heart conduction normally resolves, and 21% need to be hospitalised. Lyme carditis should not be treated with corticosteroids. People with Lyme arthritis should limit their level of physical activity and avoid damaging infective joints. In the case of limping, it should use catches. Pain associated with Lyme disease may be treated by non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, NSAIDs. Choroidal steroid joint injections. Oh, boy, that sounds awful. Oh, God. Page 16 here. Are not recommended for Lyme arthritis. That being treated with anti- that has been treated with antibiotics. People with Lyme arthritis treated with intravenous antibiotics for two months of or oral antibiotics uh, who continue to have joint swelling for two months after treatment and have negative PCR tests for boreal and uh, DNA in their synovial fluids are said to be have antibiotic refractory Lyme arthritis. This is more common after infection by certain boreal strains in people with certain genetic and immunological characteristics. Antibiotic refractory Lyme arthritis may be symptomatically treated uh, with NSAIDs, disease-modifying antiretic drugs, DMARDs, and arthroscopic snowflectomy. Oh, God. That means we get a little uh, arthroscope. What ill. Physical therapy is recommended for adults after resolution of Lyme arthritis. Um... Yeah, I used to show kids in class the synovial fluid and explain. So when you click your, your hand, you click, click joints, you're pulling the joint out, creating a vacuum, and it creates a little um, explosive vacuum cavation. It literally turns into a gas. People, receive, okay, people receiving treatment should be advised that reinfection is possible and how to prevent it. Well, they should be. Prognosis. Lyme disease's typical first time, erythema migraines, EM rash, resolves within weeks and even without treatment. However, in untreated people, the infection often disseminates to the nervous system, heart, joints, and possibly causing permanent damage to body tissues. Poor, poor germ. People who receive recommended antibiotic treatment within several days of appearance of the initial EM rash have the best prospects. Recovery is not, uh, may not be total or immediate. 
percentage of people achieving full recovery in the United States increases from about 64 to 71% at the end of treatment of the EM rash uh, to about 84 to 90% after 30 months. High percentages are reported in Europe. Treatment failure, persistence of the original appearance and new signs of the disease occurs only in a few people. Remaining people are considered cured but continue to experience subjective symptoms <laughs> like joint and muscle pains and fatigues. These symptoms usually are mild and not disabling. I like subjective symptoms. Uh, isn't all symptoms subjective? I don't know. People treated only after nervous system manifestations of the disease may end up with objective neurological deficits in addition to subjective symptoms. That is where you can test them. In Europe, an average of 32 to 33 months after initial Lyme symptoms in people treated mostly with dioxin di dicycline 20, 200 milligrams for 14 to 21 days. The percentage of people with lingering symptoms was much higher amongst those diagnosed with neuroborosis 50% than among those with only EEM rash. In other European studies, five years after treatment of neuroborosis, lingering symptoms were less common amongst children than adults, 30% adults, and in the latter was less common amongst those treated with 30 days of the first symptoms than among those treated uh, later, 39%. Among those with lingering symptoms, 54% had daily activities restricted and 19 uh, were on sick leave or incapacitated. What? Far out. Some data suggests that about 90% of Lyme facial pulses treated with antibiotics recover fully at a mean of 24 days after appearing um, and most of the rest recover with only mild abnormality or 10%. However, in Europe, 41% of people treated in facial palsy had other lingering symptoms that, at follow-up uh, to six months later, including 28 with numbness, altered sensation, and 14 with fatigue concentration problems. Palsy uh, in both sides of the face are associated with worse and longer time recovery. Historical data suggests that untreated people with facial palsies recover nearly at the same rate, but 88% subsequently have Lyme arthritis. <laughs> Other research shows that nearly the same rate um, shows that uh, synkinesis, involuntary movements of facial muscles, when um, one is voluntarily moved, it can become evidence 6 to 14 months after facial palsy appears to be resolved as damaging nerves regrow and would sometimes connect to the incorrect muscles. Um, I'm pretty sure I began to have facial twitches when I was young. Synkinesis is associated with the cortisol use. In longer term follow-up, 16 to 23% of Lyme facial palsies do not fully recover. In Europe, about a quarter of the people with Barnaworth syndromes, Lyme, radiculopathy, and lymphatic meningitis treated with intravenous cetrifluxone for 14 days on average and 30 days after the first symptoms had to be retreated three to six months later because of unsatisfactory clinical response or continued objective markers of infection in cerebral spinal fluid. After 12 months, 64% fully. Uh, 64% recovered fully. 31 had non uh, 
disability, mild infrequent symptoms that did not require regular use of analgesics. 5% had symptoms that were disabling and required substantial use of analgesics. The most... Oh, poor thing. God, bloody chicks. Common lingering non-disabled symptoms were headaches, fatigue, altered sensation, joint pains, memory disturbance, malaise, radicular pain, sleep disturbance, muscle pains, concentration disturbance. Lingering disabling symptoms include facial palsy and other impaired movement. Recovery from late neuroborolus tends to take longer be less complete than from early neuroborolus, probably because of irreversible neurological damage. Oh God. About half the people with Lyme carditis progress to complete heart block, but it usually resolves in a week. Other Lyme heart conduction abnormalities resolve in typically six weeks. About 94% of people have four full recovery, 5% need a permanent face banker, and 1% end up with a persistent heart block. The actual percentage may be higher because of unrecognised cases. I don't know what heart block sounds pretty lethal. Lyme, Lyme microcardial complications are usually mild and self limiting. However, in some cases, Lyme carditis can be fatal. Ugh, well, that, that is also self limiting, isn't it? Recommended antibiotic treatments are effective in about 90% of Lyme arthritis cases, although it can take several months for the inflammation to resolve, and a second round of antibiotics is often necessary. Antibiotic refractory Lyme arthritis also eventually resolves, typically within 9 to 14 months, range 4 months to 4 years. DMARDS and sinovasectomy can accelerate recovery. Reinfection is um, not uncommon. In a US study, 6 to 11% of people treated for an EM rash had another EM rash within 30 months. The second rash is typically due to infection by the different Borrelia strain. Oh dear. People who have non-specific subjective symptoms such as fatigue, joint and muscle age or cognitive difficulties for more than six months after the recommended treatment of Lyme disease are said to have post-treatment Lyme disease syndrome, i.e. we don't believe you. As of 2016, the reason for lingering symptoms were not known. The condition is generally managed similarly to fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome. Lyme disease occurs regularly in northern hemisphere temperate regions. So Greenland's out, but all things higher than Canada are in. Iceland's out, but everywhere else is in. In northern Africa, B. fungori sin lato has been identified in Morocco, Algeria, Algeria, Egypt, and Tunisia. Lyme disease in sub-Saharan Africa is presently unknown, but evidence indicates it may occur in humans in this region. The abundance of hosts and tick vectors would favour the establishment of Lyme infections in Africa. In East Africa, two cases of Lyme disease have been reported in Kenya. I think there was an Australian who had Lyme disease. Asia. B. Borofodinosulato infested ticks are being found more frequently in Japan as well as in northwest China, Thailand, and eastern Russia. Borrelia is also being isolated in Mongolia. So it sounds sort of like a tick borne, you know, AIDS, sort of kind of serious thing. Europe. That's so my German friend is. Let's read. In Europe, Lyme disease is caused by infection with one or more pathogenic European genospecies of Barochilate B. fungador 
Burgdorf ferry since you latter mainly transmitted by ticks Ados Rickness cases of Burgdorf ferry since you latter infected ticks are found predominantly in Central Europe particularly in Slovenia and Austria but have been isolated amongst every country in the continent number of states in southern Europe such as Italy and Portugal is much lower the United Kingdom is a huge thing well why that in the United Kingdom, the number of laboratory-confirmed cases of Lyme disease has been rising steadily since voluntary reporting was introduced in 86, when 68 cases were recorded in the UK and the Republic of Ireland combined. In the UK, there, uh, where 23 cases were uh, in 88, 19 in 1990, but 973 in 2009 and 900 and 53 in 2010. Provisional figures for the first three quarters of 2011 show a 23% increase in the same period. Go United Kingdom. It is thought, however, that the actual number of cases is significantly higher than suggested by the above figures, with UK's Health Protection Agency estimating that there are between 2,000 and 3,000 cases per year, with the average around 15% of infections required from overseas. While Dr. Darrell Yo Yen, Ho Yen, director of the Scottish Toxoplasma Reference Laboratory and the National Lyme Disease Testing Service, believes that the number of confirmed cases should be multiplied by 10. Quote, to take account of wrongly diagnosed cases, tests giving false results, sufferers who weren't tested, people who are infected not by showing symptoms, have failures to notify the infected individuals who don't consult a doctor and infected individuals who don't get a doctor so that's the general the ho yen factor of 10 despite Lyme disease Borrella ferry infection being a notifiable disease in Scotland since January 1990 which should be therefore reported on the basis of clinical suspicion it is believed that many GPs are unaware of that, that requirement you can imagine in the heath Oh, McDonald, the farm, the luck. What have you been doing in the luck, luckness? I've been having tick, tick bites. Mandatory reported limited, uh, limited laboratory test results only was introduced throughout the UK in October 2010 under the Health Protection Notification Regulations 2010. Oh, well, there you go. That's why it suddenly popped up from this... Uh, Thing. Although there is a greater number of cases of Lyme disease in the New Forest, Salisbury Plain, Exmoor and South Downs, part of Wiltshire and Berkshire, Tetford Forest and West Coast, islands of Scotland, infected ticks are widespread and can be found in parks of London. Oh. That's sort of amazing because um, we, when I was going to Europe I was really poor. And I just basically had to walk places. So I had to walk from Salisbury across the fields to Stonehenge. I didn't realise I was in such peril. Tests on pet dogs carried out throughout the country in 2009 indicated around 2.5% of ticks in the UK may be infected, considerably higher than previously thought. It's thought that global warming may lead to increased tick activity in the future, as well as an increase in the amount of time that people spend in public parts, thus increasing the risk of infection. Hmm. Or oh, dogs. Isn't that amazing? Global warming has finally kicked in, uh, and there are it's it's legend. It's it's on the border of being amusing. So, is it, what is that term for when ticks are ready to jump?
Many studies in North America have examined ecological and environmental correlates of the number of people infected with Lyme disease. The 2005 study, using climate suitability modelling, I. Scapalis projected that climate change would cause an overall 213% increase in suitable vector habitat by the year 2080, with northward expansion to Canada, increased suitability in the central U.S., and decreased suitable habitat vector retraction in the southern U.S. In 2008, review of published studies... Shit, you could say... Ah, oh, blood oath, I'm going in... Yeah, you, know, you can mention the South being flooded, Texas being flooded. Oh, we can go north. Go north and you get hit by Lyme disease. In 2008, a review of published studies concluded that the presence of forests and forested areas was the only variable that consistently elevated the risk of Lyme disease, whereas other environmental variables showed little or no correlate studies. Authors argue that factors influencing tick density and so that's, uh, I do have a, a United States friend in a lovely, she said, lovely wooded area. Well, oh, fuck. Oh, sorry. Look at that. Oh. So you know, I only say that it's because she's in the highest tick area ever. Human risks uh, between sites are still poorly understood. And future studies are conducted over longer periods, become more standardised across regions, and incorporate existing knowledge of. Uh, Lyme disease. Canada. Owing to changing climate, a range of ticks available to carry Lyme disease has expanded from a limited area of Ontario to include southern Quebec, Manitoba, northern Ontario, southern New Brunswick, southwest Nova Scotia, and limited parts of Saskatchewan and Alberta, as well as British Columbia. Cases have been reported as far east as Newfoundland. A model-based prediction by Linton et al. suggests that the range of the ice Scaparis tick will expand into Canada uh, by 46 kilometres a year over the next decade, with the warming climate temperature as the main driver of the increased tick speed. Mexico, 2007 study suggested Borrelia burgdorferi infections are endemic in Mexico, uh, from four cases reported between 1999 and 2000. Oh, God, he's the United States, top of the world. Well, you'd be pleased to know that if you go to Hawaii or Alaska, there's no tick problem. Each year, approximately 30,000 new cases are reported to the CDC. However, this number is likely to be underestimated. The CDC is currently conducting research on the evaluation of diagnostics of the disease that preliminary results suggest the number of new cases around 300,000. The Lyme disease is the most common tick-borne disease in North America and Europe, and one of the fastest-growing infectious diseases in the United States. Of cases reported in the United States CDC, the ratio of Lyme disease infections is 7.9 cases for every 100,000 persons. In 10 states, Lyme disease is the most common. Is most common. The average is 31.6 cases for every 100,000 people for the year 2005. Although Lyme disease has been reported in all states, about 99% of all reported cases are confined to just five geographic areas, New England, Mid-Atlantic, East, North, Central, South Atlantic, and West, North, Central, whatever that means. New 2011 CDC Climb Cases Identification Guidelines for determined confirmed CDC surveillance cases. Effective January 2008, CDC 
gives equal weight to laboratory evidence from one positive culture of B fungal derivative, two tier testing of ELISA screening in Western Bloc confirmed, or three single tier RGO old infection Western Bloc. Previously, CDC only included laboratory evidence based on one or two in their surveillance of the case definition. The case definition now includes inclusive of Western Bloc without prior ELISA screening. The number of reported cases of the disease has been increasing as of the endemic regions of North America. For example, B. Fordesa sensu lato was previously thought to be hindered by its ability to be maintained in the enzoic cycle in California because it was assumed that the large lizard never, can I tell you one thing, do not make assumptions about lizards particularly large lizards, that's just going to be completely insane. Population would dilute the number of people affected by B. Uh, Berg Dorfer in local tick populations. This was since has since been brought into question as some evidence has suggested lizards can become infected. Except for one study in Europe, bloody Europe, much of the data implicating lizards is based on DNA detection um, of the spirochete uh, and has not demonstrated that lizards are able to infect ticks feeding upon them. As some experiments suggest lizards are refractory uh, to infection of Borrella, it appears likely their involvement to enzoic cycle is more complex and species specific. Bloody lizards. Um, while B. Uh, burger de Fury is most associated with ticks hosted by the white-tailed deer and the white-footed mouse. Borrella alzeli is most frequently detected in rodent-feeding vector ticks. And Borrella garini and Borrella valacinara appear to be associated with the birds. Both rodents and birds are competent reservoirs for hosts of the bee Bergdorferi sensu stricto. What I was going to say is that you could at least say in your list of competencies on your CV, I, I have got Lyme disease, I'm competent there. The resistance to, uh, of the genome species of Lyme disease to spirochletes to bacteriolytic activities of the alternative competent pathways of various host species may be determined its reservoir and host association. Yes, I wonder what that means, whether you, you could immunise all the mice, get mice feed out and immunise the whole area. Several similar but apparently distinct conditions may exist caused by various species and subspecies of Borrelia in North America. A originally restricted condition that may be related to Borrelia infection is the southern tick-associated rationalness, STARI, also known as Master's disease. The Ambulum Ambioma americum, known commonly as the Lone Star tick, is recognized as the primary vector of starring. In some parts of the geographical definition of starring, Lyme disease is quite rare in Arkansas, so people in these regions experience Lyme symptoms, especially if they follow a bite from a Lone Star tick, should consider starry as a possibility. It is generally a milder condition than Lyme and typically responds well to antibiotic treatment. In recent years, there have been 5 to 10 cases a year of a disease similar to Lyme occurring in Montana. 
It occurs primarily in pockets along the Yellowstone River in central Montana. People have developed red bullseye rashes around the tick bite, followed by weeks of fatigue and fever. Lyme disease effects are comparable amongst males and females. A wide range of age groups is affected, although the number of cases is highest amongst 10 to 19 year olds. For unknown reasons, Lyme disease is seven times more common among Asians. <laughs> no, no, no. But Asians get it seven times or more. So perhaps my German friend was an Asian as well. In South America, it's an Asian cat. In South America, tick-borne diseases recognition as occurrences rising. In Brazil, a lion-like disease known as Bagliol-Yoshalanani syndrome is identified, caused by microorganisms that do not belong to the B. Burkhardt-Dufori sensu-latter complex and are transmitted by ticks of the Amboloma and Ripphalus genera. First reported case of beeways in Brazil was made in 1982 in Cerro Sao Paulo. B. fungideris antigens in people have been identified in Colombia and Bolivia. So we'll stop that, ready for the fifth episode at some stage. another story comes to a close it's been a pleasure sharing this moment in time with you may you discover truly amazing things understand them and tell others thanks for listening